Guys, welcome in. It's Watson's Playbook, episode 47. And look, guys, we are just winging it today. This is a what the episode's called is just winging it. Now, we took a break last week. I was on vacation, focusing on family. Jeff's been super busy with his work. Um, so this will be another solo episode. So I don't know if you like that. If you don't like that, it is what it is. But we got a special edition coming for you this Saturday. We're going to do a draft episode all about the draft um the draft starts thursday night so this weekend we will have another episode out of Watson's playbook it'll be episode number 48 talking about all about the nfl draft any surprises um anything that happens so well we'll cover the whole draft obviously you're going to watch that when it's way too long to cover every single pick and plus i don't even know every single player being picked but we will give you the the, the deets on that so look forward to that this weekend um, I've been on vacation and it's been fantastic. We'll jump into a little bit of that later on. I'm going to jump into the headlines real quick, um, going forward here. So this week, um, Clowney signs a one-year contract with the Cleveland Browns and it's worth up to $10 million. Probably some more incentives added on in there as well. Now to me, Clowney is a very overrated player. Uh, he doesn't bring the sacks like you would want or think he would. Um, you know, we all saw the play in college where he demolished a player. I think he's been projected to be this awesome person. And he hasn't had ever had a season where he's had over 10 sacks. And he that's his job is to sack the quarterback. He is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Is he something fantastic? Um, no, his he, he thinks he's more than what his value is. He, he held out for, for a long time on getting signing with somebody and he, he turned down a deal for from Cleveland because he thought he was worth money a couple years ago. He went and signed a one-year deal with, I believe, Tennessee. Now Cleveland gets him for a one-year deal, $10 million. His worth ethic has always been in question about his willing to want to play and give 100% every down, and that's a big issue. So, you know, is it good for the, the Cleveland Browns? I think so, yes. They got him for cheaper than they would have paid him a couple years ago. They got a guy who's going to come in. He's going to make an impact. Is it the impact that his hype lives up to? Maybe not. And that's the only issue. Number two, Alex Smith announces his retirement from the NFL. Smith was the comeback player of the year. As we all know, his gruesome uh, and life-threatening leg injury with the Washington football team 
last uh, the year before last. He came back and, and, and played in some games last season, and um, he decides to hang it up. And and to me, Alex Smith was always a very good bus driver. And what I mean when I call a quarterback a bus driver, it means he is a quarterback that's going to he's not going to turn the football over. So that's a good thing, right? He's going to control your offense, and he's going to not cost you football games. Is he going to win you football games? Probably, you know, maybe not. Is he going to make that make that throw in the pressure time and make those special plays? Probably not. But he was one of the best bus drivers that I've seen in a long time. Um, he had a pretty good career. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't have all those fan. He didn't have much rings. Um, but he was a professional football player, and and the the type of player he is, um, person he is, uh, on and on and off the football field is, is something to admire. And his fighting will to come back from that gruesome leg injury to even play last year is there needs to be a story just on that. And um, I, there might be a thirty thirty on, or they might be coming out with one. But kudos to Alex Smith and his career. And I, I thought this might happen with him retiring at the end of the season because of the fact that maybe he just wanted to prove to himself that he could play an, another year. I thought maybe he might go be a backup this season if he didn't retire, but he ends up hanging it up. And go spend time with that wonderful family you got, Alex, and congratulations on your career in the NFL. Aaron Donald, number three here. Aaron Donald accused of assaulting a person outside of a nightclub. Uh, we saw the story pop up, and I said, "Aaron Donald, are you are you kidding me? This isn't you know Aaron Donald's a beast of a human being, and he, he's the last person you would ever want to pick a fight with. Uh, but you don't ever see this from him. You don't ever see the you know him going out and getting bar fights and having that that crazy back history. At least that not to my knowledge. So it seemed a little weird. The accuser." Uh, just pops up, you see his face, his eyes swollen shut and bruised and purple and swollen. And um, the accuser eventually comes out and apologizes and says he mistakenly mistook, he mistook Aaron Donald as the perpetrator that night that assaulted and beat him up. Um, video evidence shows that Aaron Donald um, actually was trying to break up the fight and he said he was there to help the guy and get the people off of him. So I don't really know. No one knows except Aaron Donald and the people that were there, right? But um, I don't know if this is something where the accuser decided to press charges on Aaron Donald because he has money and could probably pay him a lot of money to, just to end this whole thing. But then he, I guess maybe video comes out and that's the, you know, the shady part where the video comes out and he kind of says, no, I, my bad. I'm so sorry. So we don't know. It looks like it's going to be a nothing story and probably nothing. No fines, no missed games, no any of that. So when it first came out, it looked very bad. But I haven't seen this behavior from Aaron Donald in the news, and, and I don't, neither of you, unless I'm missing something. Number four, Steelers extend Mike Tomlin's contract to three more years with the Steelers. Uh, he's been a, one heck of a coach there in Pittsburgh. He started there in 2007. Uh, started head coaching there. I believe he was a defensive assistant uh, in 2006. He started head coaching in 2007, and he's been their coach ever since. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. He's been uh, he's been the coach of them for, what, going on 13, 14 years now. He's been to nine playoff runs, multiple division titles. He's had a very successful starting uh, head coach job in this league. 
what it was very very smart to continue that he's very well respected and here's one thing that if you're really on the fence other than the things I just named you about Aaron, about um, Mike Tomlin being a really good head coach he had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on one team and was able to control them and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell left the Steelers and they all they went crazy nuts though so that is something to be proud of if not all the other um, greatness that he's brought to the Pittsburgh Steelers and their organization. Number five, Dwayne Wade buys stake in the Utah Jazz ownership. Now, I don't know why he did this. I don't, you know, I don't know what he plans to do. It's pretty interesting, you know, when you think of the Utah Jazz, and, and they, they, they've been really, really good this year. And with that being said, I don't think of them as a threat because they never get the job done in the, in the playoffs, right? That's what the that's the Jazz's mo is they can never get over that hump. They have that's the Aaron Rodgers effect is they can't ever get over that hump. So maybe Dwayne Wade sees that and sees some potential in this team, and they and he wants to um, have some say in how this organization goes forward with his players. Maybe he likes Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I don't know. But it is interesting, and that's why it is on the headlines. Another headline that popped up this week is LaMarcus Aldridge retires from the NBA after finding out he has a heart condition. Uh, first of all, I want to say that this is um, very bad news, sad news. You don't want ever want to have a player's career cut shorter than they wanted to play because of a condition, a health issue, um, an injury um or death, or whatever it may be, right? That's not a very good um, thing. So, feel bad for LaMarcus Aldridge. He's 35 years old, and he was just recently picked up by the Brooklyn Nets, a super team, to help with a title contention down the field, down the league. He, he averaged about, I mean, 14 points a game still. He, you know, he could have been, been, been a, I can't talk to the, he could have been a big body in the, in the uh, playing for them, but he decides to hang it up, and, um, He's had a pretty good career. Maybe he makes the Hall of Fame. I don't know his actual numbers. I just remember him being a name. He, you know, played the Trailblazers and a pretty good basketball player. There's a lot of team players that get in the Hall of Fame of basketball, so maybe that's why I brought that Hall of Fame up. But we'll see where it goes from here. They never won a championship, um, but you know, congratulations on your career, Lamarcus Aldridge. Sorry that it got cut uh, shorter. I don't know. If you plan on retiring after the end of this year, you're, you know, 35's getting up there. So he's, he was able to play a long career. All right, I got a little bit of a MLB update for you. And some shockers so far as the Boston Red Sox have been on a roll as of late. Um, they are 11-6. and six. That's surprising. I didn't think this team was going to be very good. And look, I know. I know all this is super early to be sitting here and saying teams are great and teams are bad and blah, blah, blah. It's really early in the baseball season. I get that. But these are my little, what I've noticed looking at the standings. Yankees have the worst record in the major league. Very surprising to me uh, with, the, with the talent they have on the team, the bats they have, especially the offense they they can project uh, when healthy with Judge and Stanton. Um, their starting pitching has been the question on them, and maybe that's what's caused them to be on a little bit of a slump right now. I do think they will turn it around. 
Um, it is extremely early. The Dodgers continue to lead the way in the league's uh, with the league's best record, thirteen and four, showing you that maybe last year and all. And a lot of people don't want to give them credit for the um, shortened season championship. I'm going to. Um, a lot of people don't, and they're showing you now. Hey, we're thirteen and four. We're on a roll. Uh, we got talent on this team. Maybe they repeat this year and say, "Hey, we did it again." Um, and that let, let's be all be fair and honest. That sixty game season championship is way better than the Astros cheating scandal championship. So, and that brings me to mind: the Astros are last place in their division, and a bad division it is. The Texas Rangers and the, and the uh, um, Oakland A's and the Seattle Mariners and the Angels. Um, but they're seven and eight, so that continues to make me happy in the struggle for the Astros. Um, the Astros go out this year. You know, I, I I talk about my displeasure for the Texas Rangers last last episode with with Casey coming on, and why I've been super frustrated with them as an organization in all, but. I want to go to a Ranger game when they're playing Houston, just so I can boo the crap out of Houston. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping they let us take trash cans. If I was a team um, in the division, especially, yeah, hopefully, maybe the Rangers hear this. I doubt it, but hopefully, they hear this and they can do this. Hand out little plastic trash cans and little bitty baseball bats, and have people bang on them when um, the Astros are up the bat. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm all in on booing and and. Just ripping the Astros, a new one. Um, they're, they're Dusty Baker, their manager, comes out and is very upset that the Angels uh, boo the Astros, and it's unfair. Get, shut your shut your trap, Dusty Baker. Dustin Baker. Um, Dusty Baker. Shut your trap. No one cares about your dang sob story, all right? No one cares. Everyone knows the Astros cheated. They admitted to cheating, and the players got off scot-free. And the, the commissioner of baseball, who has no parent, no set of nuts, right, says, oh, it's just a hunk of metal. There's no point in taking away a championship from him. It's just a hunk of metal. This, this story, this whole thing, we can't let him forget. And then the last year, they didn't have fans in the stands. So we got to let them know, guys, how bad they suck and um, why we don't like them. Um, they're kind of like the, you know, the Patriots of the NFL. Patriots cheated all the time. Didn't really get anything done to them. But that's for another day. Now, like I said, last two weeks I've been on vacation. It's been fantastic, guys. Um, sleeping in every day. And now, you know, sleeping in the sun is probably later than others. Now, I, on a regular basis, I go to bed at 7 p.m. And I wake up at 2 a.m. And I go to bed at 7 because I can wake up at 2. And I do my job. And, um, and it's, you know, you get, you don't know, no, no idea. You don't ever get used to waking up at two o'clock. Okay. You don't, it doesn't happen. Been doing it for three years now and it doesn't happen. Right now I'm going into work at midnight. I'll explain why in a second. So sleeping in eight o'clock in the morning has been fantastic. Staying up late has been fantastic. And when I say late, I'm talking like 10, 11. That's late now for me since I'm in my thirties and you find out that, that uh, your energy gets drained, especially when you got four little kids running around. But we were able to um, just hang out with my family, take the kids to the park, 
take the kids for a walk, do things with them. We didn't go spend a lot of money on uh, like the zoo and stuff like that, but uh, we, we, we started packing for the new house. We do have a, a closing date, May 20th, so that's you know um, exactly a month from today. And we still got some packing and things to pack up, but so we're getting forward, looking forward to that part of it, and actually moving into our new house. So that's been hectic. Um, we were able to go over the weekend of last last week. We went to a hotel. Me and the wife able to have uh, time without the kids. You know, we love our kids, but you know, as in, as any parent knows, it's great to have that time without. Uh, your little hellions running around, right? Your little little uh, creations running around twenty four seven. So they say that the uh, brother in law's house. We were able to go and enjoy ourselves, have a good time. We went on a date, went out to Saltgrass. We ate out every meal. It was fantastic. Um, enjoyed our steak. We're, me and my wife, when we go on dates, we're pretty simple. We go to a restaurant and we go to a movie. So we went out and saw. Um, the movie, uh, what's it called? It's called Nobody. And it's got Ed, Ed Oberdink in it from Breaking Bad, who plays Better Call Saul. And it's actually pretty good. Now, it is rated R. It's super funny. Um, well, it's, it's got a lot of comedy in it um, as well. And it's just about this It's about this guy who um, everyone thinks is a coward. Someone breaks in his house, and he doesn't. He has a chance to beat him up, but he, he doesn't. And... Um, so everyone's kind of like, man, dad, what is going on? turns out he's, he used to be what they call an auditor for the FBI and, and, and CIA and government and stuff. And he was a guy that they sent to kill other people. And he knows how to beat everyone up. Um, and then he unleashes that. And it's it's pretty fantastic. It's got the humor in it. Um, it is pretty gory. When I say gory, it looks almost like a Quentin, uh, Quentin Tarantino film. So expect that, but it is a good watch. I expect, I recommend going and seeing it in the movies. I really like Ed's work as Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and the TV show Better Call Saul, obviously. Um, so um, I went to go see that. It was We had a good time. Um, we only have game night with my brother-in-law. We we went to a place, We are me and my wife are definitely foodies. We went to a place called Scrumptious Burgers and Pie Shakes. Now, there's only two locations in this area and one's in Forney, which is about an hour and 45 minute drive. We didn't, we did not, we're not doing that. The other one's in Irving. That's a 30 minute drive. That is acceptable. So we went out there and, and, um, we tried different things. We tried their burgers, um, and their pie shakes is they make homemade pie every day and then they make shakes. And if you get a pie shake, they take a piece of homemade pie and they blend it together in with a shake. And if you're a foodie, your mouth just salivated probably, and you thought, "Man, that sounds really good." So when I found this place, I said, "We're going on. We're going on a trip to Irving, Texas, and try this place out." First, we we get there. Um, the customer service was pretty good. The it took a while to get our food, but we ordered two burgers. All right, and and these burgers, these double meat double cheeseburgers, were seven dollars. Which is cheap for now for from for burgers nowadays, right? When you go and get a burger, it's pretty cheap, seven bucks. Um, didn't didn't know how big they were going to be. We got some uh, no, loaded tater tots. We got some French fries, and we got two pie shakes. Um, and it turned out to be around like thirty seven to forty bucks, which is pretty cheap for the amount of food we were getting. Take it up. We go eat. 
And man, let me tell you what, I've been craving this burger ever since. This burger is huge. I was expecting a $7 burger to be small. No, this burger was fantastic. Big piece of cheese, two beef patties. It was a fantastic burger. The tots were fantastic. We got them loaded with cheese and bacon and sour cream. The french fries were nice and uh, crispy. Uh, potatoes, actual real potatoes, fantastic. Their pie shakes were even better than all of it. And they had fry sauce as well, which fry sauce is something you can't get down here in Texas. That's something that's up north. When I moved to Utah and found out about, it's fantastic. They sell it up there at Sonics. They sell it up there in bottles at the grocery store. Excuse me. It's fantastic. It's like a mixture of mayo and ketchup and seasoning. And some people put mustard. And you can do all sorts of things. Fantastic. Scrumptious Burgers and Pie Shake got a 4.8 from me out of 5. And the wife gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Fantastic place. I crave that burger today as we talk about it. Um, but fantastic place. If you're ever in Irving, Texas, look it up. Scrumptious Burgers and Pie Shakes. Fantastic place to go stop and eat. It's more of it seems more like a fast food place, um, but they you know they do have seating inside. Fantastic place. Go check it out if you're ever there. Um, this last weekend though, we did go to the Living Spaces. They opened one up in Fort Worth, Heritage Trace, in North Tarrant Parkway, the Town Alliance Town Square Center up there, Presidio area, and it's a fantastic store. We we went out to Nebraska Furniture Mart a couple weeks ago. Uh, did not care for it too much. We didn't, I didn't say didn't care for it. It was big. They had everything you could buy there. We, it didn't fit our style. We're not very stylish people. We thought it was maybe too stylish for us. We went to Living Spaces. It's huge store. It's not as big as Nebraska. Very fantastic customer service. Um, they have easy-to-use app where I can actually go in, log in, and scan their barcodes of each item I liked, and it saves that for me. So I know when I want to go and go back and either pay for it, shop, or order online. It's all right there in for me. I thought that was fantastic. Um, they can actually make a cart for you online in, in uh, on their app inside the store, so that way you know your total, and it stays there. You can change things up. So a lot of things to help out with that. And, and they have three little houses set up inside, um, different looks and different uh, things. So we this is going to be our store. We found we found a bed. We found the the table we want. We found they don't they don't do washers and dryers, appliances like that. But they have everything else you could probably want: outdoor patio um, stuff for for the house. So fantastic store! If you're looking for furniture, go check it out. Pr reasonably priced items as well. Um, so go check that out. Fantastic. So we now got a clue what we kind of want for the new house as we get to that point. So I know I've been talking about this new house, guys, but if you ever bought a new house or bought a house, you know, at all, you're excited about it. And we're trying to fill it with stuff that we want and get everything coming together. So um, that is what I did for my vacation. Other than that, we kind of chilled out at home, hung out with the kids. My kids didn't want me to go back to work. It's, it's been I've been stressed out a little bit at work. I've started this new position at work, and I'm basically I drive trucks for a living. I drive for um, Waste Connections, and they are they are a trash company, and I do the front load uh, dumpsters for businesses. So I do the big front load um, dumpsters, and th this week I start my swing driver position, which means I I gotta learn all our routes, and I and it's gonna take time. I just started this week. I'm on the recycle route right now, learning it from this guy, and um, Mikey D is what I call him, but he runs a recycle 
and uh, I got to ride along with him to try and learn it. So when he goes on swing drivers, basically cover when people go on vacations, I will run that route. If they call in, I'll run that route or something like that. So, um, never, you know, after I learn the route, it's going to take about a year. We have about 30 routes, just about maybe a little more. Um, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be complicated. It's going to be hard to position, but, um, I believe I am capable of doing it and it comes with a pay raise and all that good stuff. So that's fantastic. Um, so I've been riding with him this, this week and he goes in at midnight and I got to go in when the driver goes in. And so this week I've been going in at midnight and it's been, that's been hard because I don't like working nights and I don't like, you know, I don't like it. It sucks. No one likes it. So I've been going to bed at four, getting up at 11, going in at midnight. And then we usually get off around 10 and 11 in the morning. So, um, you know, that's not too bad when you get off that early, but when you're going to bed at four, it's about the same thing. Anywho, so but bear with me, me and bear with us as we we'll try and get on a schedule that works for our podcast going in this early and bear with Jeff not being here. Um, I hope you guys like this episode. It's just a winging it episode. We've got some headlines going on here for you. Um, this Saturday, we will have a um, draft episode. Now, it might be me solo if Jeff can't jump on, but he, he said he should be able to make it work. If so, hopefully he is. We can make a, a little bit longer of an episode since this one's going to be shorter. But um, I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. Uh, I really hope that you are able to watch the draft, see where your team is going. I'm not too. I'm excited about all the news that are going to flow in and all the topics we can talk about and about the about the players and and everything and maybe any any date uh, trade day drafts and all that stuff. I'm just not excited where my team's drafting or drafting low, which is great. Right, you want to have that issue of drafting low because you means you've done good. Um, but when you're drafting low, it's not a very like the top ten picks are great, top twelve picks, you know, there's that excitement. So when you get down to the twenty eighth or twenty ninth pick, it's like, oh, that's cool, but you know, is this guy going to be our next game changer or whatever? So I'm excited for the draft, but I'm not as excited as someone who has a top ten pick, top five pick, something like that. But we will have that draft, and we or we will have that draft episode out this week, this Saturday. Look forward to that, if guys. If you want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so. It's Watson's Playbook at gmail.com, Watson's Playbook on Facebook, Watson's Playbook anywhere you can find it. Anywhere we are on Apple, we are on Google Music, we are on um, Spotify, Google Podcast, or ever. You can find a podcast for there. Go take a listen. Go take a like. Go take a share. Send it around um, to your sporting friends if you'd like. If you ever want to reach out, guys, you know where to hit me up. Have a fantastic week and enjoy the NFL draft. Boom.